got more voice than he does, so you can back up a little bit. Amen. I honor each of you tonight. It's an honor to come bring the word of the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles, you won't have to turn very far for the first verse. And the second one you should probably be able to quote, but Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, begin verse 14 and then Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 1. Genesis 1, 14 said, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Tonight for just a little while I want to talk to you on this subject. Fall season. Fall season. Father I love you tonight. I thank you for your word. I thank you for all that you've already begun to do today, God. And I know that you're not finished yet. I pray, God, that you would anoint these lips of clay. God, that your word would be in my mind, in my heart, and in my mouth. God, and that it would fall on the ears of these people and settle into their souls tonight. God, we need your help now more than ever. God, and I pray that you would do a work here tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, Amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord tonight. To everything, there is a season. Some tonight probably thought about baseball season. Some of our men might have thought about football season or basketball season. Or perhaps there's some here tonight that are itching because they know it is hunting season. And so we don't leave all the ladies out. It's just around the corner to the holiday season. And it is just that. It is a season. A time characterized by a particular circumstance or feature. Seasons come and seasons go. When this hunting season is over and the good Lord tarries, the next year around this same time, hunting season will take place again. How many of you know tonight that we are in a season? You felt it. When you've gotten down and you've prayed, you sense that there is something about this season that is different. Or perhaps in your family, you have felt that your family is in a specific season. Or maybe even yourself, you have found yourself in a season. Some are in a season of growth. Some are in a season of decline. Some maybe are in a season of joy while others may find themselves tonight in a season of sadness. Some may find themselves in a season where they are full and friendship is so near. And some may find themselves in a season of loneliness. But I have come to talk to someone tonight who is in their fall season. Fall 
It marks the transition from summer to winter. It is that in-between place where things are changing and things are shifting and, and everything around you is not what it was even just a few weeks ago. In the fall, duration of light becomes noticeably shorter. Day length decreases and night increases as the season progresses. Leaves begin changing and falling, given an appearance of barrenness and even death. While there is that initial moment of beauty and the changing of colors, the aftermath shows something that we fear and will it grow back? Will it be as vibrant as it once was? Will it be what it used to be? Will I ever feel what I felt before when there was so much life and so much happening and now I see things changing and I, I see the colors unfolding before me and it's a sign to me that the season is shifting, but we all know and we don't panic because it's just a season. We've been through summers enough and we've been through fall and winter and spring enough to know that it doesn't last this way forever. The leaves begin to fall and new foliage will take place in a few months. So we do not worry about the fall season because it doesn't last Forever. A season only lasts for three months. And while right now the leaves are changing and everything is starting to appear different than it did a few months ago. We know that that leafless tree will soon be full again. That new life will begin to break forth again. That once where everything seemed to be falling apart and slipping away and everything was changing before our eyes. Just give it a little bit of time and all of a sudden something will start stirring inside again. And new life will begin to form. Because fall is just a season. And I have come tonight for someone who finds themselves in a false season. Where once you were walking upright. And everything was going good. And everything was going your way. And there was life. And you were full. And you were content. And you were happy. But something is shifting right now and you have slipped and maybe stumbled and maybe you've fallen spiritually and maybe you're not who you used to be and maybe you don't pray like you used to pray and you're not the same man that you were a few months ago or a few years ago and you say, Brother Landon, I, I'm just in a place where I don't know what to do. I feel like things have slipped away from my life and it doesn't look the same and I see the signs and it's telling me that all of this that I've had is about to slip away and it's going to fall away and the enemy would like nothing more than to shame you and ridicule you and to tell you that it's over that now that the leaves are fallen and now that you're in this state that you're in in this season of transition that you have found yourself in the enemy would like nothing more than for you to look at the barren tree and say this is all that there is for your life that because you have fallen you will not recover 
But Micah 7 and 8 says, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when I fall. You see, the enemy loves to rejoice when somebody falls. The enemy loves this season that you are in because he can taunt you. Because he can look at you and ridicule you and shame you. And he can point to the things that are very evident in your life. And say, see, look, everything's changing. All the colors of your life are changing. All the things that were once bearing great life are now starting to wither away. And they're starting to fall and be scattered. Everything in your life that was good is slipping through your fingers even now while you sit on a pew and you've come faithfully to the house of God. He wants you to know tonight that you have fallen. He loves to point and laugh when you slip and mess up and when you are in a fall season. He wants to gloat over you and shame you for all that you've done wrong and all that you haven't done right. But the scripture does that not in there. He said rejoice not against me O mine enemy. When I fall I shall arise. Because my fall is just a season. My fall is just an initial moment where I have stumbled, but I will not stay down for long. I may have slipped and stumbled. I may have made a mistake. Young people, you may have found yourselves doing something you shouldn't have done, and the enemy would love to rejoice over you and rejoice in the fact that you've fallen, but you need to remind yourself tonight, fall is just a season for he said when I fall I shall arise it's not a matter of if I fall I'm going to fall it's going to happen but when I do I'm not going to stay down but I'm going to get back up again and say I'm not going to be content in this season I'm not going to lie down and die in this season but I shall arise The great coach Vince Lombardi said, it's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether you get up. You will be knocked down. You will be knocked out from time to time and sidelined and find your place trying to catch your breath. But you don't have to stay down. You don't have to stay in defeat. You don't have to imprison yourself in the fall season because it only lasts a little while. But you see, in the fall, we're so embarrassed. We're made to feel like we're the only ones who have failed. How many of you have ever really fallen? You slipped. You didn't see the step. You stepped on something. You tripped. Your shoes were untied and you you took a collapse. It happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. But beyond the the physical tripping and the falling, how many of you can also lift your hands and say, I've also fallen before spiritually. I also made a bad choice and, and, and I got in this place where I messed up and I made a poor choice and, and I, I'm, I'm in this place and I feel all alone and I feel like everybody saw me fall. I feel like all the eyes that are here saw me make that mistake. 
But here's what Romans said. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Every single person that has ever had breath in their body except Jesus Christ has fallen short of the glory of God. Not only have we all sinned, but we have all fallen short of the glory. But be encouraged tonight. My fall is just a season. My fall is not a failure. And my fall is not final unless I make it final. Unless I refuse to get up. Unless I refuse to move myself forward and say I cannot stay here any longer. But remember tonight, in the fall, duration of light becomes noticeably shorter. When I was a kid, I hated that. I hated knowing that darkness seemed to be all the time. And in the fall, you will feel that way. In the fall, you will feel like there's not much hope. In the fall, you will feel like there's not much light. And there's not much joy. And there's not much happiness. In the fall, the enemy would love to point out to you, don't you see all the darkness? You just think it's getting light and then boom, darkness again. You just think you're going to get to stay out a little longer and then boom, it's darkness again. And I'm going to make sure you notice all the darkness. And not only that, the day length decreases and the night increases as the season goes along so the longer you're in this fall the shorter the daytime seems to get and the longer the darkness seems to get and I've come to tell somebody tonight I've been there in the spirit too when you've fallen and you've messed up and you feel like you're in darkness all the time and you feel like there's no light and no hope and nothing can be said that is good it's It's really simple what's being said. In the fall, there's going to be more darkness than there is light. But Micah was not finished writing. For he said, rejoice not against me, O mine enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. But also, it's not a matter of if I sit in darkness. But when I sit in darkness, it's the Lord that's going to be a light unto me. When I am in that fallen state, when I am in darkness, The one from the very beginning in Genesis that set it all in motion and he put the stars and the moon and the sun. He said all of this is for days and for months and for seasons. You're not going to be there for very long. You're not going to stay down. You're not going to stay in darkness. The enemy doesn't get to rejoice over you. He doesn't get to gloat over you if you make up in your mind I shall arise and the Lord is going to be a light unto me in 33 years of living I've noticed something people fall people fall there's people in this room that I have seen fall I have seen myself fall 
I've seen toddlers trying to walk fall. I've seen elders could not get their step fall. I've seen great men of God fall. I've seen great women of God fall. I've seen young people fall. I've seen children fall. I've seen all of these people fall. It happens to every one of us. From infants to the elders. But 1 Corinthians 10, 11 and 12 in the message says, These are all warning markers. Danger. In our history books written down. So that we don't repeat their mistakes. Our position in the story are parallel. They at the beginning. We at the end. And we are all just as capable of messing it up as they were. Every single person in this house tonight is just as capable of doing something foolish and making a bad move and not seeing the step and not knowing what to do next and we couldn't bear the ground underneath our feet and we slipped and we fell and we stumbled. He said, don't be so naive and self-confident. You're not exempt. You could fall flat on your face as easily as anyone else. Forget about self-confidence. It's useless. Cultivate God confidence. He is the one that sustains me. He is the one that holds me by by His right hand. He is the one that lifts me up out of the miry clay and sets my feet on a firm foundation. If I'm going to have confidence in anything or anyone, it's going to be the one that spoke it in the very beginning. How many of you have ever been to the hospital and on the door... There's that tab that can slide out that says fall risk. And they may put a band on the arm of that person in the room that says fall risk. Meaning you there as the patient are susceptible to falling. And you need help. And you need somebody there to make sure that you can make it and and do all the things that you need to do in life. And I've come to tell you tonight, I wish I'd have had those at the door for every person that walked in here tonight. Every single one of us are at a fall risk. Every single one of us are not able to make it in this life without the help of an almighty God that would take us by the hand. And he's saying tonight, it's not that you're weak and it's not that you're a failure and it's not that your life is over and that you're in there on life support no 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 it's that there is recovery ahead of you there is hope that is yet before you and I want you to know you're a fall risk so don't make a move without me don't try to do it without me I want to be there to sustain you and help you and put you in my arms and get you to where you need to be David fell Hosea tells us kings fell Israel stumbled and fell Saul fell off of his horse and in a moment God turned his life around and used him to go preach the gospel Eutychus was in a window and he fell and his life should have been over his life should have been finished Because of his fall. But the Bible says that God 
restored his life. And God worked a wonder in his life. And God used his fall to stir up something inside of the people there that day. Hear me, could it be that the season that you are in right now is not one to finish you off, but it is one that God wants to use to propel his gospel further. Maybe you have fallen in a place tonight so that God can use it to work miracles. Maybe you're a Saul that has found yourself stumbling and you have fallen and God's saying now arise and go do your greatest work and go preach the gospel and go do something miraculous for me. Let God use your fall. America's funniest videos have made a fortune on playing videos of people who fall. And while sometimes it may be comical, sometimes there is an adversary that laughs and mocks when we fall. And he makes profit off of our failure. And he likes to benefit from our falling. But there is a God in heaven that says, I too can also profit from a fall. I too can also take this and turn it for good. I too can take one that is down and out and broken and beaten and destroyed. And I can pick them up. I can clean them up. I can restore their mind and restore their soul. And I can get them back on the right track. And I too can profit from somebody's fall. The enemy would love nothing more than to gain from your fall. But he can't do that as long as you get back up. God can use your fall if you will let him. He said it is not his will that any should perish. It is not his will that you fall and him not care. The very reason he came was because of the fall of man. And Jesus shows us there is life after the fall. There is life after my mistake and after my trouble. Young people, after you mess up, there is hope. You don't have to stay in the ridicule and the shame and the condemnation of what you did. Not so that you just move on pretending like it's all good and you didn't do anything wrong. But that there's a God that loves you enough to say, I'm not going to leave you there. And I don't want you to stay there. I want you to get up again. And get back to what you were doing. Romans 5 says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men, because all sinned. Goes on to say, So then as through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men, even so through one act of righteousness there resulted justification of life to all men. For as through the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinner. Even so, through the obedience of the one, that many will be made righteous. So how do I do it? How do I overcome this? How do I get up out of this season? You continue 
and you press on. You shake off the dust and get back in the fight. And you make up your mind and say, I've come too far to give up now. I've been in this too long to just sit here and lie down when I know it's just a season. I know it looks like it's over. I know you feel like you can't go another day, but here's what the enemy thinks. He thinks you're fallen and defeated and he did his best to get you down. And he said, you need that life alert button and you need to push it and you need to cry out and say, I've fallen and I can't get up. But somebody needs to rise up in their spirit tonight and say, no, I've got a life alert. And it says, I have fallen. And not only can I get up, but I will get up. I've come to serve notice to the adversary tonight. I've come to serve notice to my past tonight. And my failures and my haters that I have fallen. I've been in a season like that before. But I didn't stay there. I didn't sit there and sulk. I didn't sit there waiting on somebody else. But I said, no... I've fallen, but I shall get up. I'm going to return. I'm going to get back to the work that I was doing for God. Second Corinthians in the message says, Satan's angel did his best to get me down. But what he did, in fact, was put me on my knees. Proverbs 24, 16, For a just man falleth seven times. He falleth seven times and getteth up again. Young people at greater life, they fall, but they get up again. There's good godly men and women at this church that have fallen, but you get back up again. You don't stay in your fallen state. You don't stay in this season. But the wicked shall fall into mischief, period. There's no better outcome for the wicked. There's no sign that things turn for the wicked. But for the righteous, for the godly, for the ones that are here, the ones that are faithful. There is a turning point in your life where you've fallen, but you get back up again. It doesn't matter your environment. It doesn't matter what has been done for you and to you. It doesn't matter who is around you. You get to decide if you stay in your false season or if you decide to rise. And if you make up in your mind tonight that you do not want to live and you don't want to make it and you don't think that there's anything else out there for you, then there is nothing anyone can say or do to save you. If you are in a place where you have fallen and you're there lying down as a leaf that has fallen on the ground. And others around you, they've made up their mind. They're going to get up. They're going to keep moving. But don't sit here tonight and say, no, I, I'm just going to stay here. I'm just going to lie here. I, it's hopeless. I can't do anything. I can't change. And when you're like that, it's very, very difficult for anybody to do anything to help you. I want to show you something. Two weeks ago we were in an apple orchard. And row upon row. Of these fruit bearing trees. Vibrant in color. Producing fruit. So many apples on the ground. So many apples in the tree. Row after row. To my left. 
to my right, in front of me, behind me, there were apple trees everywhere. All different types of apple trees, all different flavors, all different backgrounds and walks of life, all different shapes and sizes and colors, and each one so vibrant and full. Some on the ground that had already fallen, but as we're walking, I noticed that of the hundreds of trees, there were a few there that had every opportunity that the other tree had. I found some that looked so beautiful, but then right there in the middle of all of those, you'd see one like this. That to the left of it was a fruit-bearing tree. And to the right of it was a fruit-bearing tree. And in front of it was a fruit-bearing tree. And behind it was a fruit-bearing tree. It got all the sunlight they all got. It got all the same water that the others got. It was given the same attention by the workers as the others got. But there was something inside this tree that would not let anything happen. It would not let them overcome. It would not let them escape their fall and the season where everything had decayed and fallen down and no life had springed up. It didn't survive. It was barren and dry and dead. Given the same opportunity. Sat on the same pew. Went to the same prayer meeting. Attended the same conferences and services. But yet something happened. And so it stirred me so deeply while we were there. And immediately I began looking, why does an apple tree like that die? Right in the middle of all of this that's producing. Right in the middle of all of the life. This is what they said. It usually doesn't manifest until the early weeks of spring. And generally increases in severity during the rainy seasons. But more times than not, they have found that the cause of the trees dying in this state is due to a fungus that tends to grow during the winter months on the leaves that are left on the ground from the fall. That because of things that transpired in the fall, things begin to grow And things begin to spread. And things begin to get below the surface that was getting down to where that tree would draw its life and its resources from. Only thing though, it's drawing from something that's dead and dying and decaying. It's pulling from hurt and from bitterness. It's pulling from things that happened in the fall that nobody thought about. That nobody understood what was really going to transpire. Fire. These infected leaves release the fungus during the early parts of spring. It will begin to grow and it appears that life is taking place. And so everybody's glad and happy and all is well. But it eventually will find its way to the new growth on the apple tree. And it will not let it grow. And even worse, it will not even let the tree live. Thankfully, they said, dealing with the problem is quite easy. You can take the cleaning seriously. 
during the fall season. If there are leaves all over from the fall, you should consider raking the leaves on a consistent basis. What are you saying? I'm saying when life happens, when the season that you are in is causing things around you to fall, don't just let it stay there. Don't just let it lie there. It may seem harmless. It may seem fine and it ain't bothering anybody. I'm just going to leave it there. This is my tree. You don't worry about my life. I'm just going to keep doing what I've always done and I'm going to keep producing. But no, there's got to be somebody that says no. I'm not letting the fall take my life. I'm not letting this fall ruin me and get inside of me. I'm not going to let it get to my root. I'm not going to let it be the thing that I draw from that comes when I need to be sustained. And it's destroying me. And it manifests later. But the initial issue happens in the fall. What you are in right now can be a season. It should be just a season. But it can be the end if you're not careful. Hebrews 12:15 tells us that a root of bitterness will spring up and cause trouble. And by it many become defiled. That by a single root of bitterness, by one thing left untouched and unmanaged and looked after, by some fall that took place, because you didn't rake it up, because you didn't take care of the issue, and now that's the thing that you're drawing from. And a root of bitterness, not only can it, it will spring up and cause trouble. And by it many become defiled. We are called... To bear good fruit. But for our lives. There is a time. And a season. But Paul tells Timothy. Preach the word. Be instant. In season. And out of season. The passion translation says it like this. Do it. When it's convenient. And when it's not. Mark 11 says that Jesus was hungry one day. And he looks and he sees a fig tree. Scripture says, having leaves. Well, that's a good sign. Having leaves, he came if happily he might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. It wasn't its season. It wasn't its time. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. And in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter calling to remembrance saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. What are you saying? I'm saying you don't get to blame your season on whether you're producing or not. 
You don't get to blame the season of life that you're in of whether you're involved in the work of God or not. If God needs you, if God is relying on you, if God is coming to you and says, I need you to be instant in season and out of season. Child of God, minister of the gospel, young person, child, I need you to be dependable. I need you to produce no matter the season that you're in. It may not be fig tree season. It may not be Remington season. It may not be Marlene season. But something ought to stir up inside of us that says if he needs something from me, I want to be able to offer it. I want to be able in my fall season to say, here it is, God. I'll give you whatever you need. I know I should be down. I know I should be out. I know I should have a list of excuses of why I shouldn't have to. God, I shouldn't have to do this in this state. I shouldn't have to give my all this late in life. I shouldn't have to pray prayers like that anymore. God is saying, why not? I need it from you. I need it from you in this season. I need it from you in this hour. I spoke it in the beginning. I said all of this in motion for days and months and for seasons. I'm the one that holds it all together. I'm the one that has put you here for such a time as this. And I need you we don't get to say it's not my time we don't get the opportunity to do nothing don't pride yourself in leaves we're not called to bear leaves we're not called to look fluffy and look like we've got it all going we are called to bear fruit and maybe you're in a fall season produce anyway maybe you're in the heat of summer produce anyway maybe you're in the cold barren winter produce anyway give God whatever you've got in this time give God your very best in this hour I can't think of much that would make the enemy more mad or fearful than to see you start producing something that is not even in your season. That when he thought he tripped you up, that when he thought he took you out, and he thought you were in a fall season, and all of a sudden you stood up, and you began to produce something great, and revival started springing forth, and blessings started flowing, and breakthrough was coming, and anointing was falling on you, the enemy would say, no, 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 this is their fall season, this is when it's supposed to die, this is when it's supposed to be over, This is when they're supposed to be done. It's not spring yet. It's not time for new life yet. Let's stand all over this house. Don't you dare let the enemy tell you when you get to produce. Don't you dare let your season tell you when you can produce. He's the one that declares it. He said, be in sin in season and out. Give me your best day after day. On Monday, bear fruit. On Tuesday, bear fruit. On Wednesday, bear fruit. On Thursday, bear fruit. On Friday, bear fruit. On Saturday, bear fruit. On Sunday, bear fruit. At your job, bear fruit. At school, bear fruit. Outside, bear fruit. In the mall, bear fruit. To see you produce in a season you were not supposed to produce in. God controls it all anyway. 
It may be impossible to grow in certain seasons. But with God, anything is possible. Daniel 2.21 declares, He changeth the time and the seasons. He decides when your fall season is over. He decides when it's time for you to bear fruit. He decides when it's time for you to break through with new life and new joy and new peace. He's the one who removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He's the master of it all. Maybe... You're in a season that has seemed like a lifetime. Joshua 24, 7. And when they cried unto the Lord, He put darkness between you and the Egyptians and brought the sea upon them and covered them. And your eyes have seen what I have done in Egypt. And ye dwelt in the wilderness a long season. But notice how this was written. He didn't say you're dwelling in the wilderness for a long season. He says you dwelt there for a long season. But that season is over. That season you were bound by Pharaoh is over. That season where you were not yet there where I was calling you to be. Is over. Which again reminds me. It's only. A season. Scripture says there is. Due season. Scripture says there is. An appointed season. Scripture says there are things that happen in his season. Or its season. It says there is a right. Season. Could it be that when everything is falling. It's falling into place. And it's falling right where God wants it to fall. It's falling right where God needs it to fall. So that He can do the work. And He can make it be what He needs it to be. Does He see me? Does He know what fallen state I'm in? Does He even care? Oh, Matthew 10 in the NLT says, What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin. But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. Verse 31 said, so don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. While we may fall, Daniel tells us he is the living God. World without end. His kingdom never falls. This kingdom that we are to seek first. This kingdom that we ought to be after. This kingdom that we're trying to produce for and live for and save people to. This kingdom never falls. So maybe you are in that 
fall season tonight. But you ought to declare with everything inside of you. It's only a season. Somebody needs to step out of your pew tonight. Some of you ought to walk around here tonight and say, I'm coming out of this season. I'm coming out bearing fruit. I'm coming out giving God more than I've ever given before. I'm going to put the enemy on the run so that he can see I'm bearing in the wrong season. I'm bearing when it should be impossible. I'm seeing breakthrough when I should be broken. I'm seeing joy when I should be in sorrow. I've got to shout when I should be crumbling under the weight of all that's going on around me. But somebody tonight, I shall arise. I shall arise. It's just a season. I won't be here forever. I'm not going to die here. I'm not going to let anything poison me I'm not going to let anything get in my spirit that would destroy what good God is wanting to do in my life Lord you're the one that holds it all together Oh God, I'm coming out of this season with my head up and my hands held high. Come on, find somebody. Find somebody in their season. Tell them, come on, let's grow together. Let's thrive together. Let's see it together. Woo! He loved Obokotarabahaya.